Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 32 and my name is Marina. You know, this week it's actually my birthday and I decided to have a small girls only party. My guests for today are Amil Geli from FIBAN and Suvi Lechtinen from Loria ES. So, let's get started. It's always good to be back to some place where you already have some good experience. And if you have listened to our Helsinki episode, you already know a few things about Maria01. And I have learned that one more organization, which Tribe Tampere has done previously some cooperation before and hopefully will be doing some cooperation in the future, which is FIBAN Investor Network, is now having its home or Helsinki home in Maria01. There was a bit of exchanging of emails and other stuff. Let me introduce to you Amel Gale, who is the new lead of FIBAN, and probably it's better if Amel starts talking herself. So hello, Amel. Thank you very much for having time for this interview. And could you please tell our listeners a few things about yourself? So hi, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So yes, my name is Amel Gailey, and I'm the managing director of the Finnish Business Angels Network, so FIBAN for short, and um, have been since the 5th of August. So so coming up on, on four weeks soon. Before this role, I, I worked as the deal flow manager for FIBAN. And before FIBAN, I've worked in banking and private banking mainly. So investments. According to your LinkedIn before that, you also have some experience in flying. Well, actually not flying. I have worked for an airline and I've worked at the airport, but, but never as a, as a flying cabin crew. So only one of the nerds in the back office doing the Excels. Okay. You can still tell people that you're flying. I have to admit, I loved that world. I, I loved being in the aviation industry. It was fast-paced and exciting and a lot of things happening. And, and which is a, naturally a similarity to the world of startups and private investing. We kind of already had an interview with a few FIBAN members. So our listeners, if they want, they can just go back to the interview with Austin Uminen and figure out what FIBAN is. My question for you will be more like, How do you understand the role of FIBAN? Why does it exist? Uh, okay, good question. So FIBAN was actually founded nine years ago by 20 business angels. And I think that's very essential to, to what we are and why we exist to go back to the beginning a little bit. So we were founded by business angels for business angels. And our group, our network has grown organically in the past nine years from 20 to 650 members. Um, so all of our services, which have increased and, of course, developed over time, are, are geared towards business angels. Uh, next year is going to be our 10th year of operations, so it's going to be a festival year, or, or for lack of a better word, a celebration year. The field looks very different now than it did 10 years ago, so, so the role of FIBAN has evolved and needs to evolve and, and grow as the ecosystem changes. But the core, at the very core, we are a, a business angel network um, And, and our, our mission hasn't changed, which is to inspire private investments. Right. And speaking of private investments, or speaking of where to put the investments as a caretaker of Tribe Dumperick startup community, of course, my main interest is how do you choose where to? So choose which startups to, to invest in. Or which businesses in general? Is there some kind of regulation, you know, 
five pages of how to choose the right business to invest to? <laughs> well, one of our core services for our members is training. So business angels training, and, and usually it is more experienced business angels teaching newer ones on um, their principles and, and their core kind of due diligence metrics and, and how they decide what to invest on. So FIBAN itself, it's a, it's a nonprofit that network doesn't invest, our members do. And as we have um, 650 members, they're they are from bif- different backgrounds and, and they choose to invest with very different principles. You know, some are very focused on certain sectors or, or startups on certain stages and, and some, some prefer, some are more agnostic. Uh, last year, our members invested over 36 million into 435 companies. And there's a vast difference in those companies then maybe there is some kind of companies or startups or sectors which your members are highly unrecommended to invest to. Highly unrecommended. Yeah. So those that they try not to. Yeah. Well, we do see, if, if I turn it to the positive, we, we do see that, for example, B2B software startups, they are typically more successful in raising funding from our members, but it doesn't only have to be that. So, so more and more of our members are also curious to learn about other industries. But one of the golden rules that many of our members and, and angel investors go by is, is to only invest in what you understand in. So kind of the career backgrounds and, and domain expertise that our members have very much shape the industries that they invest in. So one of the, uh, as an example, one of one sector that perhaps many are a little bit cautious towards, and, and this is not a recommendation to be, this is an observation, for example, is gaming. We have some members who, are, who have specialized in it and know how to invest in gaming, but then um, a lot of our members, they don't really know it, they don't understand it, and um, are cautious about it. So don't give the money to people whom you don't understand. Well, I think it's a, it's a very good golden rule, and it applies for all kind of investing, not only into growth companies and startups, but into anything. So, so don't invest into, into what you don't understand. Let's pretend that my late granny, God blesses her soul, turned out to be a millionaire, and now I have some extra cash in my pocket. Can I join FIBAN, or what are the requirements to become a member? The main requirement or criteria for the membership application is a recommendation from two existing members. So our application process is pretty straightforward in the sense that um, we have some very typical questions about background and relevance, and, and then, um, then the necessity of two existing recommendations. And all of the new members are then accepted by the board in our board meeting. Right. We welcome, just to add to that, we welcome new members from from very different backgrounds. So we have members joining who are sometimes very experienced investors or are former entrepreneurs who have just exited who now want to become an investor or or then, then we get very new investors with kind of outside the scene with no experience. So it's it's one of the richest richnesses of the network. Uh, and since it's a Finnish business investment network, does it mean that investors have to be having Finnish background or how do you do the Finnish part? Uh, not at all. Our member our membership requirement is not to be Finnish, not even to speak Finnish. Actually, a few years back already, we've changed the main language for all of our events and communications to English because of our growing English-speaking member population. So we are seeing more and more of um, foreigners who move to Finland who, who want to join FIBAN. And then we're seeing um, uh, more, more and more of Finns who live abroad, but who are still active in the Finnish startup investment scene. So not at all. And one of actually the big trends that is shaping the, the whole landscape is cross-border investing. So more and more of a foreigner, foreign angels are interested in Finnish startups, and then vice versa. Many of our, our experienced angels also want to see Um, international deal flow. 
Right. Okay, I was checking your LinkedIn. I was traveling by train, I needed something to read, and I thought that your LinkedIn page is a perfect reading. It goes there that you wrote your thesis about one topic which is highly of interest for startup entrepreneurs, at least in my experience. As far as I remember, it was something about team or team building or understanding the team. Okay, well, I, I have two masters, so I was, I was thinking you must not refer to my first one, which, which was about the International Monetary Fund and, and structural loan conditions. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> So the other one, um, the other one, my major was corporate governance. Mm -hmm. So I was um, uh, looking into the board's role in creating employee engagement. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was more focusing on large corporates and larger companies, but it, it definitely plays a role in for startups or companies of any size as well. So what are kind of the factors that, that upper management and boards should take into account in companies in building the, the governance structures and, and frameworks and, and the culture? Right. And this is something definitely that you apply to your in your current position, as far as I can understand. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, definitely. So so we have a fantastic team. There's four of us at the moment, and we are in the process of recruiting a fifth. So the new deal flow manager and our team is, is you know, they're highly experts in, in their own fields and own domains. And, and we have a big network and, and we have very engaged members um, definitely. As far as I remember, also you were the previous deal flow manager. What is this position actually about? We know that the application round is closed, but still everybody's curious. Yeah. Uh, so the role of the deal flow manager at FIBAN, um, that person is, is the go-to person for startups. And the main job is, is to actively link startups and potential investment opportunities with our business angels. Mm -hmm. So then because of our, our volumes, as mentioned, over 600 business angels and, and um, hundreds of deal flow, we have a pretty structured process for that. So, so the deal flow manager assists with or, or doesn't assist, but is, is responsible for, for pre-screening and then facilitating screening and, um, and facilitating pitching and, and then, then also helping out in, in syndication discussions, the initial stages. So kind of the whole process and, and value chain of that. Then, then our deal flow manager is also kind of our data and, and statistics person. Because mm -hmm. one of the key things that people always ask, oh, you're from FIBAN? Oh, really? How much do angels invest and, and into what? And um, what size are the tickets and so forth? So, so data is gold. That's, that's not my statement, but I, but I underline it. Right. Maybe you can also tell, just out of curiosity, what are the other team members and team positions? So then we have um, Heidi. Heidi Tavast, who is our community manager, and, and she works with our, our partners, with our communications, with ecosystem. Then we have um, Re Taila, who is our international affairs manager, and she's uh, responsible for our Nordic Angel program, which is a, a Nordic cross-border training and investment program. Then she's also, uh, she has other responsibilities, such as organizing our FIBAN academies, our educational programs, and our, and our study trips abroad. And then we have Vasim Al Nasser, who is our communications assistant, who is our photo slash uh, video slash graphic design slash Superman. But of course, it's a small team, so we all help out with everything. Could you say a few more words about the Nordic Agile program? Because it was quite highly advertised, and I guess there was some curiosity. Yeah, so the Nordic Angel program has been running for, this is going to be the fourth and final round, actually. Mm -hmm. So it started in 2018, January, mm -hmm. and it is simultaneously ongoing in Finland, Estonia, 
Denmark and Norway. And it is um, supported by the EU Horizon 2020 project. And in Finland, Reta, who is his coordinating it, she works very closely with, with the other other business angel networks as well. But um, it, the spring edition is, is in cooperation with Arctic 15. And then the fall edition is in cooperation with Slush. Um, so the idea is to increase cross-border investing. So she gathers a group of business angels, a syndicate, and then she also facilitates the deal flow for that program. And then, then together they go through the training program and the end result is an investment by the syndicate into one of the um, startups. It will be revealed in Slush. Right. So that kind of covers my um, question. Oh, maybe not. I was actually going to ask about the cooperation with other business angel networks. Like I know that Esban is quite uh, actively present in Finland, but maybe there are other Nordics. Uh, yeah, we work very closely with with especially we, we talk about new Nordics. So that's the, the traditional Nordics plus the Baltics. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fiban is a member of IBAN, the European mm-hmm. Business Angel Network, mm-hmm. and we're very active there as well. I think I have to highlight that um, Fiban is one of the most active and, and largest business angel networks mm-hmm. even in the world, which... Ooh. Um, is, is surprising to many considering Finland and our size, but the business angel network here has grown. So, But we work very closely with the other bands and, and we have members that some of our members are, are members of some of the other Nordic bands as well and, and vice versa. This work is in cooperation and, and in unison with them, especially Estban, we work a lot with them. Right. I guess I have one last question. Amel, is there any chance that we'll have a cup of coffee and talk a bit more during Stream Startup Festival with you? Well, that sounds great. Thank you. We were at Stream last year and it was a lot of fun. So looking forward to this year, what the team has put together. Great then. See you 3rd of October in Tampere. And thank you very much for this interview. Thank you, Marina. So it's Sunday. It's actually the first day of autumn. And back home, we celebrate the Day of Knowledge, meaning that poor school kids are dragged back to school. And I used to have fun over them by, you know, watching them from my flat window because I have a school just in front of my house back home. And, you know, they are so poor and miserable and suffering and sleepy. And there is me in my coffee and my cozy pajamas and like, I don't have to do that anymore. This is the only day in the year when I don't have to wake up early. But ESs, as student entrepreneurship societies, sometimes make you feel like a school kid. For example, waking you up 1st of September early morning. However, I don't mind because I have a really nice person to talk to. Uh, I hope we'll learn some interesting stuff and we'll enhance the cooperation between Tribe Tampere community and ES associations outside of Tampere, around Finland. So... My guest for today is Suvi from Loria AS. Hello, Suvi, and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself before we start talking the official part. Hello, and good morning to you as well, and I'm very happy to be here. So my name is Suvi Lehtonen, and I'm the chairman of Loria Entrepreneurship Society, um, and we operate in the Helsinki region. Uh, this is actually my first podcast ever, so if my voice sounds weird, just <laughs> tell me. No, uh, so as I specified, I'm, I'm the chairman for the second year in row. I had been involved mm-hmm. since 2016, so I'm kind of a veteran in the ES circles already. And, you mm-hmm. know, everybody knows my face, mm-hmm. but there's so many awesome people that I have met throughout the ES network. So I don't really want to give it up. I was supposed to tell something about myself. Well, this semester, uh, I'm actually writing my thesis about validating uh, chief uh, workplace officers in Finland. And that's a whole new area that I have been diving in since the summer. But in the ES field or the startup field, I've been specializing on, on early stage startups and running our accelerator programs in Laurier ES. 
Maybe an interesting fact about me. I originally was planning to be a graphic designer. I have a degree on graphic designer or like audiovisual communication. Mm-hmm. So, and I worked for a while and I've been using it very much for my studies in marketing. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very big leverage on, the, on that field. So I've worked as a freelancer. That's mm-hmm. how I got started on entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and entrepreneurial stuff. And then I worked my way up to a bigger corporation. So I mm-hmm. worked for Microsoft in 2017. And mm-hmm. I, I currently uh, moved away from graphic design. And I am now doing um, event marketing and event coordination, event management, project management, that sort of stuff mm-hmm. for a B2B side. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You have quite a quite a schedule. So Oh yeah, I have learned uh, time management the hard way, let's say. I've been close to burnout a couple of times, but always managed to come back up and now I already know when I start to feel tired so I can prevent myself mm-hmm. from having too too busy schedule. All right. I think that's actually one of the reasons for students to join um organizations like eCampus or doing some projects within ES or Demola or Pro Academia that you learn to manage your time, you learn to also take care about yourself, you learn to balance your work and your life and your hobbies. Yeah, I think the majority of the students still think that the entrepreneurship society is only about, about entrepreneurship. So if you're not an entrepreneurial type, you cannot join. Or um, if you don't have a business idea, you cannot join. And I we- still think that's so. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so, okay, I will be proving you wrong. So, um, for example, uh, we try to mainstream like entrepreneurship uh, mm-hmm. in our campuses and in our school to promoting that, hey, this is a place for you to learn like real life skills and actually get connected to these startups and get connected to all these entrepreneurial scene workers. And therefore, you can find an awesome job opportunities like I did in Microsoft. So that was uh, halfly because of my ES connections. Because what you actually do mm-hmm. in an ES if you are an active, mm-hmm. you don't do entrepreneurship. The board runs it as a kind of a half a business, even though it's mm-hmm. a non-profit association. But you will do and learn marketing, project management, time mm-hmm. management skills. And these are all the things that I've been trying to tell people about. Like I do lots of freshman talks, or I used to do. Now I'm mm-hmm. working full time, so it's kind of harder to schedule those into my schedule. Mm-hmm. But, but I try to tell them that whatever you do during your studies, you should like not just study. Mm-hmm. Like pick up something because then when you graduate, you most likely already have a job or you are in much better situation than others who just studied for five years. Mm-hmm. Or Of course, in, in applied sciences, it's like three and a half, four years still. It gives you leverage when you do something else yeah. than just school. I actually have a um, feeling that mostly ESs are connected to AMCs rather than traditional universities? Well, the biggest ones, mostly university ones. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, um, Aldo yes, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, that's the biggest one. Helsinki Think Company is the Helsinki University's um, uh, entrepreneurship society started only like five years ago mm-hmm. and they are driving their business. They started in EOU, they are facilitating multiple different spaces, community mm-hmm. spaces and for example, their health club, I think mm-hmm. you also mm-hmm. interviewed, yeah, yeah. is a spin-off of, of yeah. their community. Right. So they're doing very well on the university side. So it's a bit different on the applied sciences side, mm-hmm. how, 
entrepreneurship societies work. And it's also very different from Helsinki region mm -hmm. to other regions in, in Finland. Because, for example, here in Tampere, you have Tampere, yes, mm -hmm. which is whole city-wide, Tampere, like one one ES, mm -hmm. one yeah, entrepreneurship true, true, society true. for the whole city. We actually now officially have one university as well. Because yes, yes. Yeah, so. but previously you had like all these yeah. uh, three different, front, right? Three, yeah. So there's the one entrepreneurship society combining all of those. And this is the case everywhere else uh, except in Helsinki region. In Helsinki region, it's school-based. Mm -hmm. So there's one in Aldo, yes, there's one in Helsinki University, uh, there's us uh, in Laurea, there's uh, Arcada, yes, there mm -hmm. was Hagahelia, yes, but then there started a new one, which is called XES, mm -hmm. uh, there was a Metropolia, yes, and now we are actually working very much together with Metropolia, trying to get them started again, because our schools do very much collaboration together, so we are kind of our own group in Helsinki region. And there's Hankinias, and I hope I'm not forgetting anybody mm -hmm. at this point. But I think in the best days, there was a seven, seven of us going mm -hmm. on around mm -hmm. on the same time. And every, everybody has their own target groups on, uh, inside of the schools and their own focus areas. Right, so what's yours? I think Laureate specializes in like early stage, like before you start your actual business. Mm -hmm. And we don't try to reach out to the university students. We are mainly operating in the applied sciences and we been doing lots of collaboration with Hagahelia and Metropolia mm -hmm. and actually have a couple people from Metropolia on our board. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had Hagahelia people on our board and then we are working very much together with the other ESs. So we're kind of building a community of, of uh, three schools together oh. because it's it's a win-win situation for everybody. For everybody. True. Any projects which you're currently running which you would like to talk about? We have hatching, uh, like we have two uh, business idea development programs. Mm -hmm. One that I started in 2007 was Hatch Incubator Program, which is open for um, students from these um, applied sciences uh, schools. And it's an eight-week incubator program for anybody who has a business idea. So you only mm -hmm. need an idea that's the catchphrase that we use that you can apply. It's only been running for two years, so mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a young incubator, so to say. And our focus group is not only to like, hey, you need to learn these skills of entrepreneurship, but we try to get them connected in the, into the startup scene in, in Helsinki and, and try to make them realize how important self-development is. And, and we offer them books and, and all these kind of resources mm -hmm. that they can really get in into that. Um, other thing with, that we just finished is uh, Cambridge Trenter Camp, which is um, also actually tied to our origin and how we got started in back in 2007. Cambridge Venture Camp is a two-week intensive mm -hmm. course or mm -hmm. accelerator program, one week in Finland and one week in Cambridge, mm -hmm. UK. So that we just finished a couple months ago and it's usually on the spring and it's, uh, it's now funded by the three universities of applied sciences in the Helsinki region, so Hagaheli, Metropolia and Laurea. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Those are maybe the biggest projects of worth mentioning for. Now our listeners have a bit more information about what's going on and maybe can apply. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
how do you choose members for the board and for the main team? Well, we are open for everybody, so our board is... I mean, more like technical. Do you send an application uh, via website? I think currently we have like a sign-up link, so you Mm -hmm. just put your email, your name, which campus are you in, or which school are you in, and why would you like to join, what what would you be interested in doing, and then Mm -hmm. we contact you, and you know, some some of us of the board goes to have a coffee with you, and like, interviews a bit more, but... That is only because mm-hmm. uh, we want to get to know you. So not that like it would be an excellent interview process, but mm-hmm. we welcome everybody by op- open hearts. And usually our um, most active people come from our programs. So mm-hmm. we have lots of people from last year's Hatch. We have lots of people from this year's Cambridge Ranger Camp who are like, hey, this is something so awesome that I have never seen before. Can I please join? Mm-hmm. And we're like, of course. Mm-hmm. And this is a actually a very common co- question that I get. Like, how can I join? And I usually just reach out my hand like, hi, I'm Suvi. I'm the chairman of Laura ES. Welcome aboard. That is so okay. easy. Like, we don't have an official membership mm-hmm. of that kind of that. We measure how many members we have. Of course, you have to be an official member of the association to, to apply to the board. So, uh, and the board is selected on our um, yearly fall meeting by a vote. How big is the board? This year it's seven people. Are they all Finnish or are there any internationals? Um, let me count. We have, I think uh, there has been some ch- changes uh, mm-hmm. during the spring because people move away and, and they start full-time jobs. So when we started, we had, like this year, two to four different nationalities, mm-hmm. uh, very many languages. We had Finnish-Swedish people, we have Estonian people, we have one person from Middle with Middle Eastern background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not from Helsinki region originally, even though I'm a Finn, but it was a very diverse mix of people right. that we got started with. And I think now we have uh, seven people and some... I'm trying to, trying to very quickly calculate this in my head, but... Two of them are foreign, but we all of our operations are, na- are in English. Right. So there's That's like the most important, yeah, because I think that for international international students or international entrepreneurs, it might be a bit of a problem that there is something interesting, but you're kind of afraid to reach because you're not sure whether your uh, Finnish or Swedish skills are good enough to talk to people. And as far as I remember, Laura ES is the oldest one in Finland. Yes, technically. Laura ES, as an official association, has not is not the oldest one. Mm-hmm. I think like we go like Laura ES as it's Laura like as a name of Laura ES, Laura mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship Society are you goes back to 2010. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned um about Cambridge Venture Camp, that is actually how we got started in when a group of students and their teacher organized the entrepreneurship course in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And this was um, November, October, November 2007. While being there, they participated on this event called Enterprise Tuesday, mm-hmm. which basically brings entrepreneurs, already established entrepreneurs, to speak to classes in Cambridge for mm-hmm. Cambridge University students to hear a little bit different side mm-hmm. of the working life as Cambridge University is a very old university. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurship there is not the norm. So that is something that our founders uh, brought to Finland. 
Mm-hmm. And our first event, Entrepreneurship Tuesday, was organized in February, March 2008. So that is uh, our story. The event itself was a success as well, and it ended up being an event series mm-hmm. for the year 2008. And in the end of 2008, uh, in October, they launched a project mm-hmm. called Helsinki Metropolitan Entrepreneurship Academy. I know it's a mouthful and operated with that for the next two years. All right. So until end of 2010, and then they decided to, when the, it was a project. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, funded by the government, and they did some great things. I think they received some uh, awards from it. I'm just trying to find the... So but they organized like lots of events. They organized over 25 events that year. They were covered in media like Kaupalehti and Munina Markkinoinen, like, uh, and um, Helsingin Sanomat and all these big news medias for the whole year and I th- um, in Finnish it's Palkinto or Palkinto, I think um, that they received from the um, Prime Minister of the time Jyrki Katainen mm-hmm. I have a picture of the certificate somewhere I've seen it for their like entrepreneurial activities because they organized these entrepreneurship Tuesday events mm-hmm. around Uusima region because Laurea is around Uusima region we have six campuses all around mm-hmm. we have one in Hyvinkää, Lohja, Porvo and then three in Helsinki region two in Espoo and one in mm-hmm. one in Vanta mm-hmm. so it's a very spread out but they had people like Jone Nikula and and I think they even had like dudes on it at some point mm-hmm. and they had very high profile people there. Here here I have the <laughs> picture of the search that right. you guys won't be seeing, but yeah. it's, it's it exists. It is it exists. So that was uh, I think two thousand and nine they got that. Right. And, and this is how the story of ESS in Finland began, basically. Well, this is one of the stories, yes. And then um I think although ES started their activities in like late 2008 mm-hmm. and they brought some inspiration from Stanford mm-hmm. where they visited and then Boost Turku started in 2008. So it's one of the like one third of the startup entrepreneurial scene like for students. Okay. There wasn't really any um, events before that and an entrepreneurship I think at the time like 2008 was kind of also an unheard thing to promote mm-hmm. because um, Laura ES's slogan mm-hmm. uh, our slogan comes from those early early times and uh, our slogan is uh, we love business mm-hmm. and the story of it was funny because some high profile teacher called the guys who were doing this mm-hmm. and told this is something that you cannot you can you cannot promote entrepreneurship like this and ranting all, all over and over again and they decided to piss him up a bit more by mm-hmm. starting a promote business so, so we lo- uh, and entrepreneurship so we love business has been our slogan slogan ever since mm-hmm. and yeah Cambridge Transcom is still organized mm-hmm. to the this day so starting to plan next spring already all right <laughs> i was going to remind our listeners that an interview with the boost representatives can be heard heard in the Tribecast Samatur series in Turku episode, which is actually the most listenable episode so far. Uh, but we are going to continue with the growing numbers. And as far as I know, now uh, ESS of Finland are actually coming to Tampere to talk about whether it's a possibility to enhance their cooperation by crea- creating Finland ES. Yes, so that's that's something that has been in works for a couple past years, is to do we form an association as a supporting element for other ESs because there is like over 20 ESs now in Finland. Mm-hmm. So the scene has grown in 10 years a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And the startup ecosystem has grown huge amounts in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So 
me and a couple other people see that there would be a need for an organization that can give the support for the ESCs because mm-hmm. there's ESCs from like small ESCs that operate in 50 people to hundred hundreds of people. So how can we promote entrepreneurship societies as a Finland-wide thing, for example, for government? If is there some something related to entrepreneurship that we would like to lobby and and the main point, the kind of like uh, entrepreneurship societies of Finland is not to govern mm-hmm. any ESs. It's just only to support. There already has been very many like meetups that have been going for years and years. Like mm-hmm. we were in U.S. Embassy in the May, and mm-hmm. I organized that meeting with mm-hmm. the U.S. Embassy and mm-hmm. and took over the mantle for material who have been organizing it in past. There's like these Finland-wide meetups like all around the world. And I think it's very beneficial for the other ESCs to get like peer support and brainstorm about how do you do marketing? How do you get your funding? Mm-hmm. How, how do you tackle things X, Y, and Z? Right. I think we're good question-wise for today. Thank you very much for having time for this interview. I wish you a productive meeting and well, let's enjoy the autumn. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was Tribecast episode 32 and my name is Marina. Next week we'll continue talking to the most interesting people in the Finnish startup ecosystem discovering this amazing world. And for now I would like to have a drink with my family. I hope you all have a great weekend and stay warm and tuned. Tribecast.